Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I'm glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is all about how your stories about why things are the way they are can block you from real solutions. Now, did you hear the way I described it? Your stories. So let's dive in. Do you consider yourself an author? Really think about it. I bet you don't. Well, maybe you do, but the majority probably don't. So you probably don't consider yourself an author, but my friend, when it comes to the way you look at your life, your relationships, and yourself, you are a bestseller. You have tons of stories that you tell yourself daily about why things happen the way they do and why things are the way they are. Now, don't get me wrong. It's good to be a problem solver. It's good to have ideas and to put the puzzle pieces together so that you can make sense of the world. But we women in the middle sometimes muddy the waters with stories that get in the way rather than clear the path. What I mean is your stories can keep you stuck. Do you know why? Think about it. Your stories about what's going on in your world represent the way that you think about the world. Now, we have all kinds of explanations about what's going on in our lives and what's not going on in our lives. And these ideas are really just strings of thoughts, thoughts that you think to explain things. Sometimes they're motivating and sometimes they're not. And when they're not motivating, they can keep you stuck. But the interesting thing is that you probably don't see what's going on. Now, this isn't really surprising because what you think feels like the truth. It doesn't even seem like there's another way to think about it. These stories really limit the way you are thinking about whatever it is. And when your thinking is small or narrow, your problem solving is also small and narrow. I'll give you a couple of examples. I've become way more aware of this in the last few years since I've been trained as a coach. The very first time I spoke to a coach myself years ago, she put a big spotlight on this story that I told myself for over 40 years. And when I shared the story, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think she would ask me any questions about it, but she did because it sounded so weird to anybody other than me. <laughs> I've shared this in the podcast before, so if you remember, please don't laugh too loud. The thought was that it was harder for me to lose weight because I'm only 4'10". Yes, I'm probably even less than 4'10 now with gravity and all, but you get the point. In my mind, this was the story I was telling myself, that my genetics stood in the way of me losing weight with ease. I didn't even question it. I thought this way for decades. Of course, it makes no sense. And when she asked me why I was thinking that, I was actually confused. I was dumbfounded. I even laughed out loud, like you might be doing right now. <laughs> now, my point isn't about what the thought was. It's that I didn't question it at all. 
for decades. I wasn't even curious about it. I accepted it as fact. Now, this is an example of when your story consists of an untruth. You're actually lying to yourself in a weird way, right? The story's not even true on any level. Can you think of a story you tell yourself that you might be raising an eyebrow to right now, now that you're actually thinking about it? A little itty-bitty lie that you tell yourself, perhaps? It's kind of like when you realize you're thinking something that is limiting your potential, even if it's untrue. Okay, here's another one. I had this happen to me as well. About two years ago, I was thinking about the rate of my income growth since I had become an entrepreneur. I was kind of surprised that at five years in, I hadn't made more money than I had at that point. I was doing all the things. I was really showing up. I was totally overworking. I was busy, busy, busy. What was wrong? Was I doing the wrong things? My income results were a little frustrating to me. Then it came to me. I had a story about my income. I never thought about it like this before. For me, I get my best clarity in the shower. (laughs) And there I was, realizing something big. The story I was telling myself was that the important thing for me to do was to replace my old income from my last job. That is the thought that I kept thinking over and over again. I just have to replace my income. I just have to replace my income. Now, I didn't even understand how much I was thinking that way. I would talk about it too. I just didn't think it. I would find myself telling my friends. People would ask me, how's your business going? What's happening? I would say, oh, it's going really well. I really just have to replace my income. And then I was thinking, yes, once I do that, all will be good. That's how it really felt like a story, right? I was thinking it. I was telling people about it. I was retelling it. I believed it so hard. I thought that as long as I replaced the income I had before, I would have redeemed myself from a family income perspective and proven myself professionally. Like I said, I talked about this as though it were written in stone. So this is an example of a story That's a limiting belief rather than an actual untrue fact, but it's still a story nonetheless. Now, when I realized it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was only imagining the climb to that point. I was spending almost no time imagining, make that believing, what was possible after that point. I saw it as an end, like I just have to get there. Now, I believed the story I was telling myself about my so-called obligation to replace my income. I believed it. I was all in on a story that was keeping me small. Well, my friend, after I cleared that up in my brain, I blew past that income from my old J-O-B, and I started to believe something else, that I could absolutely make more than I made before, and that the sky was the limit. This shift was a whole different energy. So you see what I mean? You don't realize that the stories you tell yourself can have an impact like this. The thing is that they spin around in your brain way more than you think. And they're not just spinning around up there doing nothing. They're not innocent. They are creating a certain feeling state in your body. 
you feel a certain way that propels you forward, either to lean in and do something or to lean out and procrastinate or stay small or pull back or retreat, something like that. You know, are you thinking about how you might do this too? Now, there's one more thing that can happen as a result of the stories you tell yourself. This isn't it, as if this wasn't bad enough. (laughs) And this one is about the way you think, actually closing the door on your ability to solve a problem. Even the way you consider the story has an impact on the way you think about the story. When you're not even curious about the way you think, you're not curious at all with what follows. This is what autopilot storytelling does for you. You just think stuff and go with it, even when you get no results. You just go with it and you accept the status quo. Now, if you're listening, I think you understand this totally. And this is why you're probably feeling stuck. This type of thinking shows up all the time. And it showed up for me just this week. And it was so much fun to watch myself, watch my thoughts kind of like in real time and understand the story that I was telling myself. Now, over the years, I have noticed that sometimes I have some flexibility issues in my legs. I've never been able to touch my toes ever. And my hamstrings are super, super tight. This isn't a new thing. And sometimes I really feel it in my legs when I'm sleeping, like they're tight. I've always associated it with my period, like, you know, cramps, so it's a hormonal type of annoyance. You know how we think about our periods over the years. I felt like it was probably, if I had to name it, it felt like a muscular type of pain. And like I said, it wasn't new. I always remember having my period and feeling this way. Now, like I said, my hamstrings have always given me some trouble. I've even had more than one massage therapist comment on how tight my legs were. And boy, I can really feel it. I feel it often. And then when the massage therapist would start to work on my legs and my hips, I would really feel that too. Now, when it comes to my legs, I've always thought about them in one way only, a very positive way. I always think about how muscular my legs are. And I think about it as a good thing not a source of trouble. Now, the funny thing is that my legs are so muscular that they don't even seem like they should be attached to my body. (laughs) Like they don't match the rest of my body. They are for sure my best physical feature. And I remember people commenting on it like uh, in high school. So it's something, uh, you know, when you have a good feature, you're proud of it. You appreciate it. Now, another note here is that pretty much for my whole professional life, I've had a desk job. Now, I never thought about it like that, but I really do sit a heck of a lot. I worked in the public, um, public health and the public sector, and I had a desk job. It was, I was like a project manager, a health educator. I was really sitting a lot, working with people on the computer, managing projects, but a lot of sitting. And now I sit a lot as a coach. I talk to people. I sit. I write. I do podcasts. It's a lot of sitting. Now, while I'm a regular walker and have had other kinds of exercise that I've enjoyed over the years, like tennis, tab dancing, now the Peloton, truth be told, I've never been that amazing at warm-ups or stretching. Even when I tried running, I found myself, you know, struggling a little bit to do 
the stretching that I knew was a good idea. Now, at least with the Peloton, it makes it easier than I've experienced before because they have these instructors. So it's so easy to just add a stretch onto your workout. It's super, super easy. And this type of thing really is a step in the right direction. But like I've said, I've never been amazing at stretching. Okay, so where's this story going, you might be asking? Well, something changed last week. It just occurred to me, literally like a light bulb, that the discomfort I would get occasionally in my legs might not be related to my period or anything hormonal. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it's the type of thing that stretching would solve. I mean, think about it. I haven't had my period in seven years. Why was I still thinking that that was the source of that discomfort of the problem? It made no sense. Now, meanwhile, I've been sitting at my desk job during that whole time, during, you know, the last seven years, still sitting. That is for sure. So, my friend, I know that this may be completely obvious to you. It's not rocket science. It's common knowledge. That's it. That re- it really is important to stretch. But why do you think that it was the first time that that idea popped into my head? I never associated the two that stretching would likely be something to help with the tightness and lack of flexibility in my hamstrings. I'm a pretty good problem solver, too. It was so weird. Why wasn't I attacking this problem the way I solve other problems? I literally made no progress on this problem at all and was just accepting the story the way I made it up. My story closed down my problem solving. I wasn't curious. I wasn't open. I wasn't even asking professionals about it. So weird, right? Now, don't get me wrong. It was never a big enough problem that I would call actual pain. It didn't even seem to rank in its importance that I would talk to a professional about it necessarily, but it was annoying and occasionally uncomfortable for decades. And I never even thought to try to find a solution. So this is a big problem when we automatically create stories like this. They can close you down and close you off from finding solutions, from problem solving, from moving forward, from being curious. So then, just when I had this massive epiphany that I should learn about stretching for my hips and my legs, guess what else happened? Almost immediately, a Facebook ad for a stretching type of streaming service popped up on my feed. I hadn't even searched for anything. I hadn't typed a letter. It was magical, like Facebook read my mind and gave me what I needed. I don't know, maybe scary, but I'm calling it magical. (laughs) It's just stretching. They describe it as a dynamic stretch workout for muscles, joints, and connective tissue. So I signed up for the trial. I'll see how it goes and report back, but so far it's helped. And then I was so excited about my insight that I shared my epiphany with a group of women I'm involved with. One of the gals commented that I should try a foam roller. Several other women also expressed interest, and I'd never heard of this before. I started to look into it. Then another gal from the group said, she teaches how to use foam rollers. She quickly made and shared a video demonstrating some of the basic moves and exercises. Wow. Look what happened when I thought about the problem differently. Not the same old pathetic story about what was happening to me because of a period that I haven't had in seven years with no solution in sight. (laughs) Way better. I just love how all this played out. Your thoughts are important. Your thoughts are critical. 
Your thoughts create your feelings, and that's why you take action or not. And in this case, the way I was thinking about it created a story, a story that I've been telling myself for probably 30 years or so. Just chalk it up to some period-related discomfort. And that's where I lost my power. That felt like, in my mind, it was something that I couldn't really do anything about, so I just backed off. I dismissed it as anything I could change. I never gave it a second thought until a couple of weeks ago. It was like the idea that I should stretch that specific area of my body more came out of left field. It was so bizarre. I was so comfortable thinking about my legs as the best part of my body, the part of my body that was strong and never let me down. It needed the least amount of extra help and tender loving care that the most obvious solution never even occurred to me. I actually giggled. I laughed out loud when I realized how accessible this solution actually was. I didn't even have to leave my home. The solution was one click away. So I hope these examples I shared with you are inspiring enough for you to be curious about some of the stories that you tell yourself. Your stories feel like facts too. I know it. (laughs) Most of the time, you tell them so well that nobody would question them. They sound so good. They're so comfortable. And like I said, you tell them with such ease and animation. That's how I am. But the problem is that some of your stories aren't serving you. Some of your stories aren't helping you move forward like you want to. In fact, some of your stories might not be doing anything for you except keeping you stuck and less happy. Now, is this what you want? It's definitely not what I want. I'm feeling pretty good about putting some of these stories to rest. And you know what? I am in hamstring heaven. That's it for today's episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. It's time to get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at SusieRosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, at suzyrosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. Want to connect more with me in the future? Join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group where we continue the podcast conversation. Head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. And if you're ready to finally put yourself first, you can become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, the Finally First Club. This is an upbeat virtual community for midlife women just like you who want to stop feeling stuck and confused and finally start making the changes that you want in your next chapter. The clarity, courage, and connection that you're looking for is only one click away. Join us there now. We are waiting for you. Just head over to www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one stretch at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.